So we're back. Uh, we're fed. We're watered. <laughs> we're ready to get into the, yeah. the the long discussion that normally is um, best moment, mm. um, which is literally the best moment in single moment in a game from this year. Spoiler tastic. The, the yeah, category. if you thought we were spoiling before, holy shit, this is yep. the point where we're going to spoil the crap out of some games. So, and I, I, the one reason I love this category as well is that the cryptic names we write <laughs> on stuff, so that we know, like... Some of them are jokes, some of them are not Yeah, jokes. some of them are not quite jokes. So we have uh, the Panopticon fridge from Control. You can have to remind me which one that yeah. is. But... The bulk deliveries in Wilmot's Warehouse. Lappy tours around the station from Astral Chain. Yep. I forgot Astral Chain came out. That yep. Uh, the Ashtray Maze from Control. The Final Choice from Jenny and the Clue. The Final Task from Untitled Goose Game. Parvati's Relationship from Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, Outer not Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Uh, the Haunted Bookstore from Disco Elysium. Crossing the Waterlock from Disco Elysium. The Tribunal from Disco Elysium. The opening credits of Devil May Cry 5. David reappearing from Life is Strange 2. Crossing the Tar Sea, uh, Death Stranding. Uh, do do Where are we? Die Hardman's final speech from Death Stranding. Is it Die Hardman? Die Hardman. Yeah. Okay. That's how he pronounces it. Anyway. I heard people call him Die Hardman in it, the game. There's less. He. Oh, is this uh, another thing about the game that's confusing? Yeah. Oh, he himself uses only two syllables. It's Hardman. Um, as and that's what a Cliff calls him as well. Um, you are the champion from Apex. The last, like, four hours of Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> it's probably actually closer to, like, six. Six but, hours. Yeah. Uh, the Keyblade Graveyard from Kingdom Hearts 3, which I thought was the last four hours of that game. But it's the start part- of the last oh, four okay. hours. <laughs> um, Vitalis from Plague Tale Innocence. The loot playing in Mortow. I'd forgot that was a thing. Um, and Inside the Mind uh, from my, my friend Pedro. Uh, Pedro. Yeah. Uh, so let's start from the top down. Panopticon fridge. The Panopticon fridge is when you get into Panopticon, which is where they keep all of the objects that are kind of dangerous. Yeah, all the under. objects of power. Um, and one of them is just a fucking fridge with a dude sitting in front of it going, Yeah, uh, I can't not look help, at this you fridge. you need to get me out yeah. of here. I can't look away from this fridge because it, it does things. Yeah, someone needs to be looking at this Something fridge at be, all times. Which is just a great like, yeah. core part of that game. It's like, okay, sure. Um, and you go back and say, this guy's stuck here. I was like, oh shit, we didn't get Dave out. Oh yeah. God. And um, so like, okay, I've unlocked it, go in and get him out. And then you go in like a side, um, side room. It's like, like, there's like a, there's like a connection room. Yeah. Like a side thing with control right? panels. Yeah. I was just making sure I thought I wasn't recording for a second. Okay. hundred percent are. Um, you sure? Yeah. Positive. Like, <laughs> I can see the thing. Okay. Um, you go into like a side area to get into the main area. And as soon yeah. as you go into the side area, you just hear screaming and crunching. Like the lights flicker. The and lights you, flicker. You, you see a screaming crunch. You, you go in, there's just this blood pool yeah. in front of this fridge. You're like, the fuck is the deal with this fridge? And you go up and touch the fridge and it takes you to, the, for me, this is the first time this has happened to me. Right. It takes you to this weird like astral plane thing with this giant alien with a yeah, huge with eye. eye. Yeah. And that was the point where I was like, the f- like yeah everything like i was ready and willing to take everything this game had but at the point where it goes like here's a fucking alien yeah you're like okay sure i just thought it was this really nice encapsulation of i would have felt better about that, that moment if the boss fight wasn't pissy the boss boss fight was annoying and you, it was more the fact that like the final form the floor like, just starts dropping one of my one of one of uh, i think one of the problems that i have with control is that combat's entirely trivial in that game when you realise that launch is like the best thing you can do totally. in all situations yeah just so that boss was just like, like five things into its so eye like, it and was, it died for me, it was like, more just like because you're aiming 
because you're looking up at this creature. It was a cool moment. Yeah, dropping was... out, and I, that's how I kept dying sure. rather than getting that. Um, the bulk deliveries from Moments Warehouse, just the point where like after like three shifts, um, there's just this giant. Well, after every shift, actually, really, and it just gets progressively worse and worse and worse. This truck will just roll into your warehouse and dump like tens of things yeah. at once, and you're just like. F- like half of it is you like, only get like three minutes in between yeah so before you when you don't get a chance so you get three shifts and then you get unlimited time to reorganize right but in between each three shifts you get this truckload this of delivery shit, yeah which is this amazing mix of it's this amazing mix of like oh shit i don't have space to put these spades and also what the fuck are these harmonicas doing where am i going to put them yeah in this like two hour shift change thing yeah which is very good um, Lappy tours around the station. I don't know what any of those words right. mean. So, Astro Chain is the, like, anime robot police officer game. Yeah. At the very start of the game, you get introduced to the station mascot. Who's called, oh, yeah. Who's okay, called Lappy. Sure. Yes. Who is a police officer dressed up in a giant dog costume. Uh, and it's like a dog dressed up like are you looking up a picture of Lappy? No, I I know I know Lappy, sorry. Okay. Like a giant dog costume, uh or yeah, with like in police clothes. There's a big yellow dog in police clothes with a hat and comes up to you and he's got the kind of like the stereotypical I think it's the same voice as that um that bear not just, that teaches you not to do forest fires. Oh, Smokey the Bear. Yeah, I think right. so. He kind of like walks up to you and is like, "Well, hey, partner. <laughs> Seems like it's your first day." And goes through this whole thing and then says, uh, "Lappy's gonna give you a tour around the police station, so you know where everything is." You go, "All right, sure." So it says like, "It says like, uh, Lappy prefers if you go and find these things on your own, and then Lappy will help you when you find it." Okay, so you go and go. He goes, uh, "Let's go and find the break room." So you go find the break room, which is just like a big open area, uh, and you're facing the break room, which is just like couches and like vending machines and stuff, and then Lappy starts talking, saying, this is the break room, blah, 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 and the camera whips around, and Lappy's like right there in your face. Okay, that's pretty And good. it's like the camera pans, your character <laughs> goes, oh god, and you're like, oh, okay, sure, it's the, that's a funny joke. Uh, they do the whole thing, and say, okay, now we're gonna go and find, uh, what is it, we're gonna go find engineering, where you can get your equipment repaired, and you go to engineering. Same thing happens, he explains it, you turn around, Lappy's right there, and you're like, oh god! And I was like, alright, sure, I get it, okay, they're not gonna do this for every room. And it says, let's go find infirmary, where you can get patched up if you get hurt. You turn around, you go into the infirmary, it's like, this is infirmary, so you turn around, the Lappy's not in the door, <laughs> you're like, turn back around, he's not there, and the camera slowly pans to Lappy, who's sitting fetal position in a bed, <laughs> and is just talking to you while doing this. And at the end of the conversation, just gets up and casually walks out of the room. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, it says, let's go... Uh, what's the next one? Oh, let's go find um, the locker room where you can store your equipment. Goes to the locker room. This is your locker and stuff like that. Turn around. Yeah. Lappy's not in the doorway. Turn around. He's not in the room. And Lappy keeps talking to you, telling him, like, everybody has a locker. While well, the, the head of Lappy slowly appears over <laughs> the lockers. <laughs> And like okay. yeah. appears and starts talking to you, then dips back down and casually walks out of the room again. You're like, oh god, what are they gonna do next? There's two rooms left. And you're like, uh, let's go find the training room. I think it is. This is a big training room. Oh no, it's let's go find the main office in the Legatus terminal where you can deal with your robots. 
go to the Legatus terminal, Laffy starts talking about Legatus. You turn around, Laffy's not there. You turn back around and he's in your face. <laughs> and like, oh god, it's this again. Alright, sure, fine. Legatus terminal. Because let's go find the toilets. And you're like, okay. Oh, no. It's like everybody needs to relieve themselves, so let's go find the toilets. Go in front of the toilets and it's like male, female. And like Lappy starts talking to you and is like, obviously we have male and female toilets. And Lappy's head comes, I need to do this like physically. Okay. It's like doors like the the side of the wall is like this. And Lappy's head slowly comes around <laughs> in a crouched position in the female the female toilet and tells you all about the toilets and then very slowly goes back in and they don't come back in. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole thing. It's just this really weird quest that I found pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, the In a game that is really uh, quite generic in its anime-ness. Sure. Um, in terms of like its story and its characters and stuff, there was this one moment where it was like, that was actually pretty funny. That's but, pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty good. Um, uh, the Ashtray Maze. And the Ashtray Maze is just awesome. Is incredible, yeah. That thing um, is... Yeah, so the Ashtray Maze is like, you get a thing that's like, it's a part of the, it's a part of the building that is, that they say like, you need, you need, what is it? It's like, you need the music to be able to, to focus so yeah, on it or something? There's like something in, the, they say that to get to, to get to the final area, which is the, was the Panopticon? No, it's no. after the Panopticon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get to the final area where um, Polaris is living, you have to go through this Ashtray Maze. And you get told by both the director and Ati yes. that if you go into the maze, it fucks with your head and keeps moving and you can't... You can never you get basically out. get lost yeah, in yeah, it because yeah, yeah. you, your brain can't focus on it. So Ati says, I'll give you my Walkman. Right. Um, That's right. Because the music helps me focus and you can use that. Yeah. Um, so you do that. You do a thing for Ati and you get his Walkman. And then you get to the start of the Ashtray Maze and you see Jesse, Jesse like, put her things in. And uh, the thing I love about it as well is, like, it's all this, like, supernatural, like, future, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's these, like, shitty Walkman headphones. Yeah, it's like the like, old orange, big, like, big buff foamed, ones. Yeah, big like, foam ones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she puts these on and out comes this fucking Norwegian Viking metal. Yeah. That is the fake Viking metal band from Alan Wake. Yes, that's what it was. That um, was the detail I'd missed yeah, when I saw the, it. The, it was only something that I very quickly picked up on because I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? And I had to go and look it up. But yeah, they're the fake Viking metal band from Alan Wake. That's really good. And you basically go through this maze of... It's like, it's like styled like a... Like a hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a so 60s like, hotel. It, it gave me very like... um kind of shining vibes sort of well thing. yeah kind of twin peaksy kind of yeah so you do you you have to go through this as basically the entire thing is changing around yeah. you like everything morphs like and all the walls move and like open up new passages and like walls change and doors open in the roof that you have yeah. to jump through and it just becomes this weird mix of the strange music playing in your head and this amazing bit of design in yeah. the game of them carrying you through this maze through all sorts of weird I don't know how they did it no, like, I it's don't an incredible either. thing where bits are like sliding out and pushing in and it creates this maze in front yeah, of you yeah it's very cool it's an incredible sequence the the bit from the uh, I briefly alluded to it in, to, in the Superliminal video which never made it up because it didn't come out right yeah Um. the end of Superliminal is like that as well where it's like 
it's like flipping gravity and you're falling like, yeah doors are on walls that you'll fall through and stuff like it was it was it's very cool it's a really yeah, that, it a, that it's moment awesome is very, very good it was just moment. it was a thing that was like staggering it, it, it was like you say for a lot of things where it's like i can't see how they're doing I, this. I, it yeah, was a staggering it was, thing yeah it's very cool um jenny leclue the final choice in jenny clue so i briefly mentioned this earlier um if the order of this keeps, um, where like there's this dual narrative, right? So there's the the author dealing with the fact the author of the series of Jane Clue books, yeah, dealing with the fact that his publisher has gone to him and said your books are not selling. Well, it's not that they're not yeah they're not selling as well as they used it's, to. Yeah, the 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 your your numbers are going down yeah. because everything is we, like samey. Yeah, we need you to do something drastic to this series or we're cutting yeah, you they off. Yeah, they said they wanted to like kill yeah. a character. So they wanted a murder, which yeah. is not a thing that those books have ever, traditionally ever done before. And then you've got the actual genuine clue story. So the the, the kind of final moments of that that part, it's not in it, it's too long to be an episode, but it's like part one yeah. of the series. Um, they get to the, you get to the very end and like all of it has come together. And the, the 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 kind of main um main uh case has is like it's all come to a head. He's, she's had her um like uh what do you call it? The ballroom scene not the ballroom scene, the the scene where they get everyone together and go, It was you yeah. who did it. that thing. She she discusses her logic yeah, and, then, and yeah. how you then explains all the thing. But basically the whole thing ends up down to like one of these two people has to not exist anymore for reasons that are too big to okay, get into yeah. but like one of these two people has to stay behind and basically die yeah. and it does this beautiful thing where like in the story it gets that point where the three of them have the realization that one of the other two that's not jenny is not making it out of here and it pulls back to the author um going like I need to finish this book. Like yeah. I need to do this thing that I I don't want to do in the first place. He's written himself into, and he corner. basically gets it down to like it's on his desk, and there's just two post-it notes that are like kill X, kill Y, oh, okay. and you have to like finger yeah. point on the thing and make this choice. And it's just it's the moment where like all of the story stuff ties together and it links back to the overarching this story stuff. Is... Like it's it's it's. It's distressing for Jenny. It's distressing for the author. It's yeah. the whole thing. It's that's this cool. really cool way of that's wrapping cool. this up. That's, that's a cool thing. And neither of the options are good as well. Like neither of the options are like this is an easy choice. Right. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, sure, I get. Yeah, that was that was horrible. Um, the final task. In the final task. I I kind of only put this on here because it made me go oh fuck. I you. can't remember what it is. So it's, so the final moment is um you do all the sections and then you get to the model village at the end, which mm. is a really cool moment where it's like oh this is the model this is the village you've just been through like yeah. there's the thing and you get to the very end and it's like fuck with the church and you knock the church over with the bell and you pick up the bell and then the objective just comes up and says take the bell back home and it's this sudden realization is like uh, i'm gonna have to take this fucking bell that gives me away the entire way manually and as you're going back you're like oh but i opened that shortcut and the shortcut shut it's been boarded back up oh, again no. It's been boarded, oh yeah, I remember it's that. Been boarded back up because they're like, "Fuck this goose." Yeah, because yeah. you 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 realize that like people just aren't taking your shit anymore. No, and, they're and just... like this is the moment where like everyone and you're and it's weird as well because it's like the weird kind of um, what was the game that does like the mirror levels? Celeste. 
I mean, there was an older older game than did it, but yeah, like Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night, where it's like the mirror castle. The mirror castle. Where you're like, fuck, I have to do this backwards. Like, I know how to get from here to here, but how the fuck do you get back? Back away. Uh, the whole time, like you're carrying this fucking bell that rings every time you go too fast. Yeah, and it was just like it was just this moment where in a game in a game that took stealth very flippantly. Yeah, at that point, it suddenly became to... like yeah, yeah. And it was for me, it was this moment where I went, oh fuck you. Yeah. When I realized what it was going to get me to do, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, Parvati's relationship in the Outer Worlds was just really nice. It was nice, but it was it was slightly. It more was than just that. like really wholesome. It was and... yeah, it was a nice, but it, like in a game that I kind of fell off of eventually. Yeah. It was the one like no joke that was the kind of storyline where I was like that was kind of pushing me forward a lot. Yeah, it's... it was like okay, I want to see where this goes. Parvati is definitely the best character in that game for sure. Um, so seeing her like awkwardly bumble her way through discovering her like relationship yeah, and, totally. like, her and like the emotional state. feelings yeah and... and it's just like there's so much stuff in there that was just very cool it's like she's like this like i heard as soon as somebody heard describe her as oh it's, she's just kaylee from, it's firefly. Kaylee from firefly i yeah. was like oh shit you're totally right she's just like really socially awkward engineer type yeah but like the, but... the idea of like this like this there's like rough like rough and tumble engineer like covered in oil i was like fuck i've got to clean myself like, yeah what? i need to go get the soap. quest and a, and a thing that um in a game that you deal a lot with like um like capitalism versus people and like aren't companies horrible and stuff like that the quest steps in that are literally just go find some nice soap yeah go get her a nice dress yeah like get some dinner for get the- dinner like like it's it is it was a really yeah it was a really nice quest and then it all pays off with them having dinner and then them like going steady and just yeah. deciding they're in a relationship totally. and it was just all very nice like nothing was really yeah i, I, I just I, I it was i really liked provide as a character and we don't have like a best character category yeah no yeah i'm with you so yeah i wanted to be in there i rearranged these so we don't just do a triple all disco of the Elysium Elysium. Go, yeah, but, um, so tell me about the haunted bookstore haunted bookstore uh this is it's pretty early on in the game and this was kind of the first the idea of where i could see where this game was going um so you at, at, for your first like loose in revishall there is your hotel that you're staying in the whirling rags and across the way there is a bookstore mm. your first interaction with the bookstore is there's a little girl outside it try to sell books yes and you can talk to this little girl a lot and basically get to a point where you say to her like no amount of money is worth you standing out in the cold yeah, and yeah. like breaking your fingers or whatever. Just go inside and I'll talk to your parents. You go inside and you talk to your mum, the mum, and you learn over the course of talking to the girl that the mother is convinced that the business is going to fail because it is in this like cursed commercial district of right. Revishall. Okay. So you go inside and you say, look, I've sent your child indoors because she's dying. Basically. Yeah. Like, look, she's freezing you... cold. Like yeah, you can't you... let her do this. She's like, oh, but we need to make the money because we're going to break the curse of this district in Revishall. This is why I was slightly confused about this, because... Is I, everything alright with you? <laughs> no, it is fine. I'm just making sure, because I moved my position. Oh, I'm okay. sure I'm still getting picked up. Yeah. Because um, I definitely heard them talk about her being worried about the business, like, almost unrealistically. Yeah, so she... she They talk constantly. If you talk to the little girl, she is like, yeah, like, every day, mum is talking about how, like, she knows the business is going to fail because of this curse. And yeah. So you go to the side and talk to the mum. And she says, yeah, like, the, there's a curse on this area of Revishall. Like, yeah. no business can succeed because of this curse. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, um, can you, like, explain it? And she's like, no, nobody can explain the curse. Like, it's just, like, inside this building, there is, there's, like, a cursed spirit that dooms all businesses. So I've, like, locked the door and put a bunch of um, Simeon, who are, like, the 
they're their equivalent of asian basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah like charms and stuff on it to keep the spirit at bay yeah, yeah. you're like all right okay sure so you go away and uh you can you can solve it there and then but i went away and came back and you the way i did it anyway was basically convinced uh the the owner that i was a psychic detective oh was basically like oh i know the occult like i can i i'll deal with this curse no problem i've dealt with a billion curses yeah. before i'm just like this sort of curse is like yeah i've seen this everywhere it's fine take down the charms and give me the key and i'll deal with it she goes okay gives you the key you get you you go in the room where the locked door is and there is like a your shivers kick in yeah, which yeah. is like your uh your body response that says like it's kind of like unnatural awareness yeah it's kind of just like right. something's not quite right here and you feel the shivers in the back of your neck um your body just kind of goes yeah there's something weird about this i don't quite know what it is so you unlock the door uh and you go in and there's a gym in the back okay it's just it's just a gym with like weights and stuff yeah. like that and you you look or you and kim look around and you're like yeah there's nothing this is just a gym like i don't see anything weird about this go upstairs um you have to you have to go in with your flashlight and like find a way through the oh okay that maybe where you faltered maybe um and inside is just also, i kicked the door down but that's oh okay i guess you can do that too yeah um inside is just an office block with like various rooms and various like things in it you walk into one and it's like filled with like mannequins and like weird poses okay. and stuff and you're like oh that's strange and there's like you find like textiles and stuff yeah okay walk in another one and you find like a bunch of broken old machines and mm-hmm. computers and a working like radio thing okay that links to uh it ends it ends up being like a like a radio based role-playing game oh, okay that you can dial into and learn about and stuff like yeah. that but you find like um whiteboards filled with like uh calculations and like dialogue trees and stuff like that and like and you find like an old um it's like their equivalent of a hard drive right like filled with information about this stuff about this like role-playing system that yeah, someone yeah. was designing and weird like oh this is strange and you keep going and like you find more businesses i can't remember what the other businesses are oh no sorry yeah you go into the basement and you find like a bunch of freezers mm. and like a there's like one big freezer that's like in the shape of a bear and you're like this i don't understand what this is and you like look around you find like an ice cream maker and like a bunch of weird freezers and stuff right you're like I, I can't find any ghost or anything, but this this just a weird dilapidated yeah. office building, um, and you find a big oven, okay. a, like huge oven, and you you just look at it and you're like, yeah, it's like a really big oven. It looks like for maybe industrial cooking or yeah. something like that. And you have the option to shout into the oven, just okay as a thing. And you're like, okay, just shout in the oven. Um, you can also kick the oven. The the oven. I've seen this before. Where if you kick the oven, you take health damage. Sure. And if that health damage drops you to zero, you kick the oven. Your foot hurts so much that you have a heart attack and you die. Okay. It's weird, but anyway, so you can shout into this oven, and you shout into the oven, and you hear a reply. You just you just scream into the oven, and uh, you just hear someone go, "Uh, hello." Okay. They're like, "Hi, uh, is that the ghost?" And you're like no like but i think her name was erica and you're like my name's erica and you're like are you are you the ghost like no i just live here like where are you and it's like i'm upstairs like i've unlocked the door if you want to come and talk to me like okay thanks so you, you go upstairs and you find this this woman in the what used to be like the chimney of this building yeah and she's got like a bed and a workstation and everything 
You walk in and she says, Hi, I'm Erica. I'm an artisan dice maker for role-playing systems. Okay. You're like, what? Okay. Um, Like, hi, like, I'm whatever. Oh, you didn't know, you don't know your name at that point. So you say, I'm a detective for the RCM and you explain everything. And you're like, oh, cool. What are you doing here? You're like, I'm investigating the ghost. And she's like, what ghost are you talking about? Do you want dice? And you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Like, the ghost that is like, it, she. The, I was told by the women downstairs that there's this ghost that means the businesses fail. And you're like, oh no, there's no ghost. That's that. These businesses just failed because they're businesses and they fail and they fail. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, and like they explain that, and because in Revishal there was like there was an old government that got there was a communist revolution, and then there was capitalism that took over that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, when the capitalist government took over, they gave grants and stuff to like all these businesses just to get people going. Right. And then the economy failed, so everything stopped. Like all the businesses failed. So it's like what what happened is like, well, the first the first door on the left, like some there was a couple of women who opened up this um like clothing brand, their own like homemade yeah. clothing brand, and they got priced out the market and failed. Uh there were the there was the group of teenagers that decided they wanted to make games for people. Right. So they they decided that they were gonna hook into this radio role playing system and like totally redesign the rules and make their own thing and but technology costs a lot of money and then when the money runs out yeah, you, you yeah. can't do anything it goes through all the things just going like no it's just capitalism like capitalism <laughs> just fails and you're like oh shit like there's no ghost it's just businesses fuck up yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it is this like um and the only person that's left is this person making these really specific handcrafted dice that cost a lot because mm. they're handmade yeah, yeah, yeah. that she sells on to people so like so how do you survive and is like well i only make like two or three sets of dice per month but yeah. it's enough to keep me alive so i yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. doing it so it's the first realization in that game where it's like the 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 things that you think are like out with your control and this higher power sort of thing it's just it's just government and yeah. it's just money and it's just that's how that works and you go, oh right, okay. I guess there's no ghost. It's like, yeah, there's no ghost. It's just, that's just, it just fucked up. And like every business that's been alive in Revishal has just either failed because it was a gone business. down or failed because of either the revolution or something's gone wrong. So you go down to the women and you said, oh okay, I've dealt with the ghost. She's like, okay, great. Like, like what was it? Can you explain it? And you have the like multiple options of going like, oh, I've banished it to the realm. I've like dealt with all this. It's like I found this woman in the chimney. Like all these options. And then there's the final option of just saying. They, they were just bad businesses and they yeah. lost like it, that's just the game so i went like i'm gonna be honest with this woman i just kind of went yep there were businesses in this building and they all failed because capitalism sucks sometimes yeah. and you lose all your money and stuff like that and she kind of she refuses to accept it it's like no like it must be a ghost like no business fails that much you know it's like no i'm telling you like i have the evidence like i have all this stuff like stuff just fails and she she kind of like goes into like this weird mental state of not really being able to understand it and comprehend it right right and so just shuts down and just says i'd like you to leave now you go Uh, you go like i can explain it she's like no 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 i'd I'd need you to leave and uh, things become she becomes really important later on and things become really awkward if you tell her hey capitalism sucks sometimes and your business might fail right and it is this it was this amazing feeling of going like this game is doing way higher thinking than <laughs> other role-playing games of this sort of genre where it's like most of the time if you did that sort of thing you would go oh like you get there and you discover like someone died or something yeah, you'd yeah. be like oh sure maybe it's haunted or whatever but they're just like nah no, the world sucks it just, like it just blows that's sometimes. just what happens 
Um, it was this amazing moment just cool. of going, fuck, this world is so fucked up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It reflects perfectly back to the real world totally, when you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, businesses just fail if you don't do it right. That's it's, great. Yeah. That's very good. I like that. Um, David reappearing in Life is Strange Yeah, too. so this was a really... This is the thing you talked to me about. Yeah, it was It was weird. I don't know, maybe I missed a line of dialogue that made this more obvious than it actually was, but um, so David from the first game was... Uh, was... Security uh, guard on campus. Zoe's... Brother. No, Max and Chloe. Chloe's stepdad Step? or like his, her mum's boyfriend Something like at the that, time. Yeah. Um, and he was the security Real guard. Mer- militaristic yeah, guy. Yeah, so ex-military, like, was the security guard at school, like, that thing, and really, like, she was not, like, they, they did not get on very no. well. He was, like, being He was very, a hard ass. He's a hard ass. She was rebelling, like, it didn't go very well. Um, so then you're playing two, totally different set of characters, totally different thing. Um, this is episode five, so this is the last episode, where you've become... You've met your estranged mum again who left. You've met up with her again. She's helped you out. And you're staying in this um, kind of col... No, colony is the wrong word. Like, place in the desert with a bunch of other people who are, like, getting the yeah, fuck out of there. Colony. To, colony. Yeah. Um, of, like, RVs that yeah. are out there. So she lives in an RV. There's, like, um, a gay... Commune. Co- commune is commune. probably closer. And there's, like, a gay couple who have been, like, their families don't agree, so they, they live there. There's, like, an artist who does art for what is their equivalent of Burning Man. Oh, right, sure. There's, like, that kind of level yeah. of, like, but all these people work together and, like, they do, like, a weekly shop where a bunch of them go into the nearest town and get stuff. Yeah, it's like an art commune. Yeah, it's yeah. an art commune, right? Um, And you wake up at one point, or you wake up at the start of that and you come back and your mum's not there, there's a note saying, hey, I've gone shopping, I'll be back in a minute. You go introduce yourself, or go talk to everyone. You've been living there for like a couple of weeks. Go talk to everyone around there. And the van comes back, mm. the the jeep comes back with your mum and this other person in the seat, in the passenger seat, and he kind of, he's got like a like a Hawaiian shirt on, like big beard, like kind of hair tied back. Um, and he's talking about, and he says something very briefly about like, about like missing his daughter or something it's this offhand comment yeah. and you're like oh cool and there's obviously a story there and you talk and then you catch up with him and then you go he he has like a radio he's fixed a radio for you so you can talk so you and your little brother can talk oh okay and you go in and you just explore the thing and there's just like there's things about like like a letter from blackwood academy and there's oh. like this other stuff and then there's just on the fridge there's just a picture of her of Chloe and mum and the David oh right yeah and I found that stuff and then you come back and he sits you down at one point because you're about to do your like final leg of your journey and he's like you need to look after your brother like it's super important and like this is going to be fucking hard and all this kind of does give you this kind of like fatherly speech and says like yeah like I miss my like I really miss my daughter but we don't talk but we've kind of started to build a relationship back up and it 100% ties into the events of the first game where depending on which ending you got mm. so the two endings of the first game are you sacrifice Arcadia Bay to save Chloe right or you give up Chloe and save yeah. the the town so in my game like I it's a sacrifice uh, no well no the first what did I do <laughs> yeah I, I I I saved Chloe and sacrificed the town right um so that picked up then at that point where like David escaped or David wasn't there when the town 
exploded. Oh, okay. But as soon as the two of them had, like, sacrificed the town, they fucking booked. Oh, yeah. So they're gone somewhere. But they're now... But she's now phoning him and keeping in contact. Right, He's now... He's gone, like, he's... He's totally changed. He's like changed his philosophy in life and all this kind of stuff, and like apologized for all this. I was just really cool to be like, that is fucking. Because I was going like, that sounds a lot like David from the first, and it's cool that yeah. he comes back and it's totally it, different. There's not, there's not a lot of links between the first and second games. There's though, basically right? zero. Yeah. Like, there's some stuff. There's like a mention of Blackwell Academy a couple of times, and then there's a newspaper with Arcadia Bay, the, the disaster of Arcadia Bay at some point. Right. But okay. that's it. There's no other there's real no connections. Super ties or anything like that. Um. But so that was cool that the one character you'd bring back to the first thing is the hard ass stepfather. Yeah. To who's be the totally who's, who's changed, now totally yeah. changed and being like, no, that's, yeah, like, that's a cool. It's a really nice character little moment. moment. Yeah. And also the fact it tied into like your story from the first one was also kind of cool. Do you import your save in that game? It. It says, it starts the game the first time and goes, "Hey, we've seen you got a life strange one thing. Here's some patches for your." backpack oh, okay so sure. it doesn't explicitly say we have imported your safe but, but it's it like we know your... you're there yeah um or it pulls it from your account where you're uploading all oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah something like that okay. anyway um so yeah i just thought it was a really nice that's cool like, moment, oh, yeah. okay that's the character you bring back and yeah it's a really good redemption thing for him because he kind of didn't come out of that particularly well um but he think he gets a nice, his moment. nice little that's nice cool thing um crossing the water lock is yeah. this the thing with the the fucking white supremacist. No, that's no, that's the. Oh wait, the the thing at the bottom of the map. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was wondering how this was going to. So go. right, yeah. That you're talking about um, Measurehead. Yes. That's the yeah when you get into um, race supremacy and yes. all that stuff. Yeah, that's fucked up as well. Okay. But, um. So yeah, the Warlock. Um. You learn very quickly in that in the first few hours of that game that the town is split in half across a river mm. um that there's like revishol and then there's the fishing village yeah. just below it and you can't get to the fishing village because someone has broken the water lock which yes. is like a uh like a lock it's so a lock, that, yeah. that you would walk across um you after the second day i think it is uh the water lock gets repaired it's what you start on a monday and it thinks says it's gonna get fixed on the wednesday or yeah something like that. so yeah. you wake up on the wednesday the water lock's repaired so you can go across the fishing village. At this point, you have reason to go to the fishing yeah, yeah. village. You have suspects and stuff like that you need to go talk to. And you start walking across the waterlock, you and Kim, and you find... The first thing you see is a car implanted in the ice. Because when you're looking at it before, if you've got a high enough visual calculus, you can see, like, there yeah, was a car so and it took this if you look at Yeah, it. if you look at the, the area where the hangings happened, yeah. you see tire tracks. Yeah. And you're like, they must have had, like, a getaway driver or something to, like, get yeah, out yeah. and... Um, so you find this car in the ice um, face down in the ice like f- nose down into the water in the yeah. ice and you look at it and your your amnesiac brain is like some, there's something about this that's familiar I don't know what it is Right. and Kim's like yeah the the car it's it's like an old car but I it kind of looks familiar to me as well and you go we need to, we need to look at this car because it could be important because we've We've yeah. seen that there's a getaway driver. This could be the car. Of course. So you and Kim sit on a pair of uh, like children's swing sets near the, the 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 car, right? And wait for the ice to thaw. Okay. While this car is thawing out, and while you're waiting, you have these like weird heart to heart moments about like you ask Kim of like, do you think I'm a good cop? And oh right, yeah, yeah. Kim obviously will tell you based on what you've done. Yeah, like yeah. tells you a whole bunch of stuff, and then you just like start shooting the shit with Kim. It's like a nice moment for those two characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Kim 
says it looks like it's thawed enough for us to be able to get into the boot or whatever and look yeah. at it and you go up to the car and as soon as the boot opens your brain i can't remember which one it is but something your brain kicks in going you don't want to look in here all right and you go like why not and it's like trust me you're not gonna like what you're gonna find in this car and you go whatever and you you go up to the car and open the boot up and inside is a police an rcm police officer jacket okay you pull the jacket out and you're like i don't know what's going on and you open one of the pockets and you pull out your police identification card oh right with okay. your face on it right and one of the two of the big quests in the game that start off really early are find your police id and find your gun yeah yeah because you don't know who you are yeah and it's a fucking gun the gun um you know what you look like if you look in the mirror yeah and that becomes important in a minute but you find your police identification card and you instantly like your brain just goes that's you like yeah. you know that's you so you read your name and it's the first time you learn that character's name okay um of harry or harrier or however you want to pronounce it. it's harry dubois is his name and you your brain just suddenly goes into overdrive going you crashed your car yeah like you went on a drunken bender got in your police car and fucked around yeah. and crashed into the water lock and then jeez like went into the car and your character kind of has a breakdown sure um and goes christ i'm horrible like this is the war like what mm. the fuck have i ruined police property mm. like goes through all this stuff and kim will either be like nice to you if you've been good or will obviously say yeah you're terrible like yeah. this like what you've done and is this moment of this character final not even finally because you've realized what a terrible person you are but like it's one of these things it's like fuck i'm the worst like i'm yeah. a horrible person um so you you progress on to the fishing village and you get given uh like a shed to sleep in effectively it's like a shed with a bed and stuff mm. and one of the main things in that game we we're talking about this earlier was in the first things in that game you can look in that mirror and look at yourself yeah yeah if you do that you get the character portrait and it talks about the look mm. which is like the the constant kind of weird smirk that you have on yeah, your yeah, face yeah and it tells you your brain tells you that it's like it's a it's a look that this old movie star used to have that was like this movie star cowboy sort of hero yeah, yeah. he would always have this smirk on and you thought it looked really cool so you just adopted this look huh okay and you're you you, you can go like i don't want this anymore like that's not me yeah it's like you can't stop the look like you just can't <laughs> stop it you, it takes it's like an impossible check to try and right. get the thing off so you go into the they go into your shed and there's a there's a mirror with like a shaving kit and you look in the mirror and your character is like long hair with like mutton chops and a mm. big mustache and you have two options and it is like you 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 do a lot of like self-contemplation of like what the fuck have yeah, i done yeah, yeah, like yeah. all this stuff and your two options are shave the beard mm. and deal with the look Mm-hmm. so shave the beard is like a really easy check yeah um but it is like a it's like a big thing of like you shave this beard because it's like a disco beard and you're like a remnant of the old times you're like i'm done with this yeah, like, yeah, yeah get yeah. rid of this beard and it changes on your character portrait nice. as well so you've got completely smooth uh and then it's deal with the look and if you highlight checks in that game it tells you your positives and negatives yeah, yeah. based on your choices and it goes from impossible to being even which means you have a 50 50 shot and most of the thing is like you realize who you are right like you're not the look that's not you right you okay. need to deal with this so i was like ah they're kind of right like i'm not yeah, yeah, i'm no yeah. cowboy like i'm a piece of shit yeah, yeah and i'm trying to i'm trying to improve myself but i'm a piece of shit click on the thing and the thing passes 
there is this giant speech about like Harry, like Harry realizing that he is not, he's not this superstar cop. He's not this like amazing cowboy. He's just a guy. Yeah, he has flaws. He's really fucked up. And the expression goes from him with this really dumb smirk on his face to this horrible really? realization. And that's the portrait you get for the rest of the game. <laughs> wow. Chilling. And wow. it's just this you you your character suddenly changes at that point. And it is just like you you sleep and you go out and talk to Kim and Kim goes, You shaved your face and you go, Yep. And he goes, Are you alright? And it's like, I'm not okay. No. But I'm trying. Yeah. And you're like, okay, sure. So then you just go through the rest of the game with like no mutton chops, no face. Wow. You are not that person anymore. It is a really powerful, like, That's this cool. character moment of just the mechanics of the game really working and it feeds back into who this character is. It helps that because your character is an amnesiac, you're learning this along with the character. Right, yeah. So you could react in a totally different totally, way yeah, yeah, yeah. of being like, no, he's like a fucking gun hole cop. Like, yeah. he just does whatever he wants or whatever. Which is the same thing because you get quests for, like, drink and take drugs yeah, yeah and i never did it i was just like i don't want i've got the drink quest I'm i was here. like i don't want him to drink or take drugs anymore like this guy is going full cold turkey i want to be better than this <laughs> right and he did throughout the whole thing and but it's like you could be just like the oh yeah just stick to tradition totally get pissed and take drugs yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. there's this amazing moment of just like him suddenly realizing what a fucking piece of shit he That's is great. But then he can turn it around. Um, but then that leads directly into like finding your gun, which was also like a big moment. But right. yeah, that the the waterlock thing was a really powerful character moment totally, yeah. that led into each other. It was amazing. That's cool. Um, crossing Tarsi. Crossing Tarsi was a weird moment in Death Stranding where they basically so you're you're going from from east to west across the US, and you get to the point where it's like the the bt tar has just like swallowed a giant huge chunk of it and it's just this giant um sea of tar that you just can't cross and the game basically dumps you at the coast and says like figure out how to get across the sea and like that's it and it took me a while to be like okay well there's like there's a bunch of vts around here so i can't really do much and i'm like okay can i can I just like jump on my fucking tiny platform and like hover my way over? No, we can't do that. Oh, you can't do your skating thing. Yeah, I was like, I was trying this thing. It was like, can I, is there like a zip line? I was thinking about construction and all this kind of stuff. And while I was doing all of that, BT grabbed me and I'm like, oh, fucking get off. Yeah. And kicked him off and escaped. And it was fine. Trying this stuff. The nerve BT attacked me. I was like, fucking get yeah. off. And that's the time where I fucked it up. Oh, okay. And once you fuck it up, when you get captured by BTs in that game, the other or like the city all the the buildings and stuff like that that were yeah you get carried away well you... you get carried away and then all the buildings and stuff that were part of the tarsi you've like float to the surface yeah and you've got that stuff and when they all float to the surface there's just this straight like oh i can see a path that i can just go yeah and it was this really cool moment of like okay they did actually leave it up to you to try and figure that out and i found it completely by accident but there's probably a logic there where you could be like well this is what happens when you trigger the tar. Yeah. So I can see that. But also, like, I basically didn't fight BTs that entire game. Like, I just avoided every BT oh, okay. conversation. Sure. So I wasn't as up on the here's what happens thing. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was a really cool moment of like, okay, you are actually letting me do it. Which is contrasted with a moment at the end of the game where it's, they then say, like, hey, you need to get back to... It was like you need to travel or you need to do something or there's somebody stuck in a... There's somebody stuck on one of the beaches. Yeah. And you're like, 
okay, how the fuck are we going to get there? And in my head, we went, oh, I should probably go talk to Fragile because that's what she does. She jumps she, beaches. Yeah, does our teleport. And But I was like far away from the the kind of in, the, the home base. That, well, not far away, but I was collecting a bunch of resources. Yeah. When they said like, hey, you need to go back. I was like, oh, cool. I'll go talk to Fragile. And as I'm walk, as I'm running back towards the thing, that's the point where the game does the, where Sam then goes like, huh, how would I get to a beach? Hmm. Maybe I should talk to. I'm like, I'm yeah. way ahead of you, dude. I've got, like, I've got, I've got, got it. Sam, Don't worry. But this internet monologue would have been real useful six hours ago yeah. when you I needed to cross the sea. Um, it's just that was a kind of cool moment from that that yeah. thing. Um, the tribunal sounds yeah. Ominous. So this is the first time that violence actually occurs in this game. Okay. So this is Disco Elysium. This still, is Disco sorry. Elysium. Uh, so the the entire game is about. It, 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 one of the, the main plots of the game ends up being about the workers in Revishal versus their bosses, effectively. Yeah. Um, they're in, a, like, basically on strike mm-hmm. uh, and saying, hey, like, you, like, it's the usual stuff of, like, workers' rights. Yeah, yeah. Usual stuff. The, the high-ups at the company, who are called, like, the Wild Pines Corporation, um, have hired a mercenary group come and to issue what they call a tribunal right. for the mercenary group which historically has meant the mercenary group comes and deals with the problem right? which has implications yeah. when you think about it so you go and do a whole bunch of your investigating in the um, the fishing village and stuff like that gets to the point in your investigation where no like no one in um, no one in Revishal has anything to do with this murder. Yeah. Like they're all innocent, um, and you come back to the world in rags to be able to tell people this. And the mercenary group have shown up, right. and it's time for the tribunal. And you you get there and you hear the voices, and Kim says, "This is going to go badly." Mm-hmm. You go, "What do you mean?" It says, "They're here." And, like points at them, and it is for four people with very large guns decked out in power armor like white yeah massive it's the same armor that the guy in the hangman has yeah yeah. but it's like immaculate um and they all have big rifles one of them has like the the siam hat like the big rice hat oh yeah one has one of them and a very big rifle like a sniper rifle okay um and you get there and it's like those four guys and then everybody else in revishal and you're like this can't happen no like, this is this is terrible like we need to stop this so you immediately jump in the middle of them yeah you're like they've not done anything there's no reason to hold this like stop everything yeah and all the mercenaries are just like no like this isn't like so they're there to basically get things they're, they're, they're there to stop the, the stop the the protest protest yeah like yeah. The, stop the strike basically strike, yeah and they're like yeah we were the 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 person that was hanged is a member of their mercenary group yep. and they've been hired to stop this they're like yeah we we don't care about evidence like they, they're like we we need to do they killed one of us and we've been employed to stop them this ends now right and you go in and say look it wasn't any of them like we we know it's not any of them because of x y and z and stuff yeah and you go through you try and go through the evidence and the the evidence that you have at that point is is not good enough yeah because you you do a whole thing and you it basically ends up with you going you know nobody in this building has done it and you know that 
there are one of three places that the shot that actually killed the guy because mm. he got shot. Yeah. Um, one of the there are two or two or three three other places that the shot came from that killed this guy because mm. you've done a whole bunch of like visual calculus and figured this out. You're like nobody here did it. They definitely got shot. There's nothing to do with the hanging here. The hanging happened after. Yeah. This person got shot, and it's either from here, here, or here. We know this, and they're they just they are like not interested they, they, they're barely interested in it is like well like we've investigated this area and there's no mm. trace of gunfire there's no way anybody could make that shot and points at the third place is like zero chance anybody can make that shot so if there's not in this first place it has to be someone here have you got evidence of someone in that first place mm-hmm. and you went to that place and there's nothing there right and you're like i don't have evidence. yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody draws their guns oh jesus and you're like oh fuck this is gonna <laughs> go so badly um you shout to the the owner of the whirling rags who's, yeah. who's like looking from the balcony as like as as classy there because she's the woman she's yeah, the yeah. one that was there when the guy was killed it's like is she there and she's like no she bolted like a day ago huh and you're like shit i actually told her to do that right because in my game I, she she was like she's done nothing wrong like, yeah, she's yeah, done yeah absolutely nothing wrong and she was on the run um because she was like, like corporate espionage so, you're just like, Get out of so i was like just leave like there's yeah. you're gonna die if you stay here so you might as well go She's like, no, she's gone, and you're like, shit, I told her to do that. Uh, and the the guys, the your your visual brain takes over, and it's like the guy in the corner with the long rifle has like cocked his gun. He's ready to go, and you're like, shit, I need to deal with this quickly. And I had nothing. Like right. I was an all intelligence character, and I had no evidence, so right. my guy was basically defenseless. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was like you need to stop. Like there's nothing here, and your your brain takes over and says like you hear the click of the the trigger mm-hmm. and you can react fast enough to dodge the bullet that's aimed at you right which is like a total materics thing which my guy wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like well i'm gonna try and dodge the bullet sure it was like a really low chance but he did it right and i was like shit yes so you like this gun fires off and your guy matrix Who's, dodges yeah. kind of out of the way and you're like the, the, then the thing comes up of like okay what do you want to do now you're like, oh no, like what'd I do here? It's like you can keep talking or you can draw your gun. Right. Or you can just wait and see what happens. I was like, uh, well, I've got my gun, but I don't have any bullets. Like, it's not loaded. Right. And like, uh just try and bluff it. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, sure, like I may be able to talk my way out of it. I'll draw my gun. Guy draws a gun, points it at the leader of the the mercenary group. And the mercenary group leader just laughs and yeah. fires his rifle at you. And you got another chance to dodge this bullet, which I failed horribly. Right. So Harry got shot in the shoulder and like gets taken out, yeah, like, yeah. and is like horribly ble- bleeding. And like Kim runs over to you and stuff like that, and is like needs to get you up and stuff like that. One of the mercenaries walks up behind Kim and just blasts him away. Whoa! Um, and then you pass out, and it's this horrible, this horrible moment of like you know something's bad's happened, but you passed out. You have so no, you have no idea. You're not conscious, yeah. And you wake up, uh, having been like treated and like mm. everything, and it's Kuno standing over you, who's like the little shithead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my game, I said to him, "There's a whole side quest you can do where it's like you need to go and get drugs from his dad for okay. him to then go sell." And it was like, what I ended up doing was taking the drugs and throwing them away. Sure. And I went to Kuno and went like, "Yeah, I got rid of those drugs. You need to get off the drugs. Like <laughs> this is that you can't live like this." Yeah wake up next to kuno and kuno explains that like yeah he got clean and now he's like he hates his dad and realizes that everything's shit and he wants wow. to help you and he helped you by like dragging you away yeah, and like yeah, yeah, patching yeah. you up and stuff and i was like what the fuck happened to kim 
It's like he's in critical condition in hospital. Yeah. He's alive, but barely. I'm like, okay, good. What happened to everybody else? He said, yeah, they all got gunned down. All of them? All of them. Wow. It's like, yeah, the mercenary group took you out and then went on a massacre. So you Jeez. go downstairs in the world in rags and there is no one there. Except huh. the owner. The owner is there. Because he wow. ran down and locked all the doors and stayed safe. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And like, I mean, you tried, but like, you there was nothing you could no. do about that. And you're like, fuck, like, this has gone so badly. Like, what the fuck can I do? And the only thing you have left is to go to that third place where they say no one can take a shot from yeah. and see if there's something to know right. if that's what happened. But it was just this amazing moment of just the 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 character that I played, who had spent the entire game being like so clever and mm. so like picking people's arguments apart with logic and sure. evidence and all that sort of stuff. There was a moment where the evidence just wasn't enough, yeah, and exactly. it cost like thirty people their lives. Sure. You're like, Fuck! You feel so bad. Yeah, when that sure. happened. Which which you would think that maybe like if you'd put your skills in like bluffing or like or well, so the more thing, physical the thing or... yeah exactly the thing i thought about was like fuck if i was faster yeah or if i was i could have dodged those shots and then maybe run up on the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe there were bullets somewhere maybe which, if i had bullets which is I could the have shot someone which is or... the advantage of the fact they don't show you the checks you yeah do, so i had no idea right? so yeah. you, you don't actually know they let you they they, they show you the materics check and show you that it's going to go badly yeah if you even if you do it it's like well, i've got no other option i might yeah, as well yeah. do it but if you're better you might can be all right or like but like i i woke up and i learned that and was like which is fuck a, it's which, so hard which is a really good mechanic for regret right because that's what you do as a human being where you're like off only i just done yeah this, hindsight only is like done. yeah you, you have a massive amount of hindsight exactly. in that thing you're like fuck that's, that's so great would have been so bad and like the thing i knew the thing that really got me was like i carried on and like i knew what i needed to do and was like walk into the fishing village to get this boat to the third place and one of my um thought cabinet things came off and I forgot it was there, and it was thought about when you gather all the bits of the armor from the dead body, right. you can internalize the armor, right. like study it and stuff like that. Thought process went off and said, oh, you've learned about the T-500 armor, the power armor. You look at it and it says you get a plus something or whatever, uh, and then it says, you understand perfectly how this armor is put together, this might be useful. Mm. I was like, fuck, if that had gone off faster, I might have been able to do something with the armor yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, have a shot at, like, a weak spot or something like that. It's like, Jesus Christ, Ow. there's so many things in this thing that all could have gone differently. That's going to be super interesting. That, like, know. if, yeah, like, all these different people with different builds or d- had found different evidence or, like, yeah, exactly. I don't know what someone with visual calculus, without visual calculus would have done in that right, situation exactly. they've got no idea about the shots or anything. Yeah. It's like, well, at that point, you're just gonna have to like talk them down. Yeah, or... you just have to be. But to me, it just seemed like they weren't getting talked down no. at all. Like it's, but yeah, it was. A, it was an That's amazing, really interesting. Yeah, it was an amazing moment where it all and it's crystallized. Also the, and also I the fact see... that even though I know that moment, I don't know how my character is gonna treat, treat yeah, it. Exactly. So, like, like, we're gonna, we're gonna even see. even me saying it, it will go a billion different ways for a billion different people. Totally. But yeah, um, Die Hardman's final speech is here not because the content of the speech is good because the content of the speech is nonsense yeah as is most of the dialogue and narrative in that game yep but it's a good performance it's the performance and delivery is really like it's next level shit like especially considering like most of the other characters in that game have like two expressions like Redis does a pretty decent job as sam yeah he's not the most expressive of gentlemen he is not and like fragile has a fragile goes a little bit further 
but she's like, at least sad sometimes she has yeah. yeah but she's like her the whole point of her character is that she's a like husk of a person yeah. left yeah. right um and like even Guillermo de Toro is like he's a bit jovial but he's still like one yeah note. so to watch this character have basically a breakdown yeah about like repenting for all of this stuff that he's done yeah. which again narratively doesn't make a lot of sense and feels a little bit unearned yeah but the the capture of that performance I, yeah, the, and the, his delivery the, is the actor brilliant. killed it on it yeah it's a really solid both mocap performance and vocal performance yeah, and like it's like it a really super powerful... like it makes you feel really intense, bad intense yeah. like really really hard to watch at points yeah um tell me about the opening credits is this the fucking oh, slow motion van this thing? is where devil trigger comes into play yeah exactly where it's like it's the start of the game after the prologue uh, and it is nico and um nero in their van going towards the clythod for the yeah. first time until yeah. I forgot the names. and they're just like shooting the shit or whatever and nico's like smoking and then the demons appear and nero is just like looks at her and is like yep i know what to do she fucking does a massive 180 and the game the whole cutscene goes into slow-mo while devil trigger plays which is just a, again crazy song but it is a cutscene of this van flipping and rotating in slow motion while Nero is like doing pirouettes with his gun like shooting these monsters they included like jumping off of street signs and like ricocheting bullets off of street signs yeah. into things head and it like cuts into the camera of like Nico in the side of the van who's like catching a cigarette with her mouth yeah. and while he's doing all these flips around it's just this crazy set. All the while, the actual opening like credits of the game mm-hmm. are like appearing on like street signs and in the wheels of the van, and, like reflected and, in shattered glass. Yeah, and like stuff. reflected and stuff like that. And it it's fucking wild. Like it's such this crazy like over the top thing. And then like Nero lands back in the van and they keep going. And the 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 pen, the thing that saves it, which makes it so perfect, is like this whole big thing has happened and. Nico on the inside has been smoking. The van lads and pulls off, and written on the street at the the bottom of it is this game does not condone the use of cigarettes. Yeah, like this, this is weird. Oh, it's moment so perfect. End. It is. It is so good. I'll also it's... say, if you have the special edition of that game and have the previs, yeah, that's like, also really good. The, yeah. the the game has the thing of like I think it's like a DLC pack, but basically it replaces all the cutscenes with like the developers like fucking around in a room yeah. trying to get camera shots and stuff so like it, that yeah it like pans between the actual actors yeah doing the lines and then like models of the van and like toys and yeah. stuff it's great there's like hilarious. action figures spinning yeah. around, or they've like cut out one of the characters and spinning them yeah around. it's hysterical it's, it's really good. funny i really like that but yeah that that is again that combined with devil trigger is just what that game is like yeah in like a three minute cutscene. yes exactly um I'm assuming this is winning a game yeah, of Apex. Yeah, winning Legends. a game of Apex feels really good, man. Like, Pretty good. It's not. It's not any different to winning a game in any other battle royale, but it is. It still feels really good. Totally. It's um. It's, 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 this is, but Apex was the first experience I had with battle royale. Like the games. four victories I've ever had in that game have been pretty great. Yeah, I've 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 won several times in that game, and they've all been either. I felt like the best person ever. Yeah. Or I've been the luckiest fucker I've ever seen yeah. in my life, and it's they both feel but great it, it's it, apex it's difficult to do it's difficult to be cheap in apex like yeah when you're when you've got like um and like PUBG and stuff like that where you can just like just like fucking hunker down behind a tree and you'll probably be all right yeah 
like Apex, you can't. There's no real option to do that. No. Like you have to at least do something. Yes, you might get really lucky and just land a shot, yeah. or you're excellent, but you can't be cheap, really. So you at least earn no, that the, last. No, all the all the victories usually end in some sort of gunfight, like yeah. actual stand up. You have to put a shot. You on have somewhere. to kill this person. I've seen some cheesy wins, but I've never experienced. Oh them yeah, there. like I I like the ones that are like people abusing. Well, not not like because it happened to me at one point, but people abusing the like lifeline shield to lock people in rooms as yeah the, the stuff there's there's that and, and there was like, like things you could do with um wraith's alt portal oh yeah where you get to the you get to the final thing where it's all deadly gas and you just sit and bounce between portals while yeah. the other person dies yep. it's yeah but yeah it's just it just feels really good. Good, thing. It was a good thing um vitalis from playtale innocence this is basically the final boss fight so vitalis is like the preacher man preacher man yeah um and he's oh, I think I know what this is. So this is yeah. the this is the final like Hey, you thought that rat tech was good, now watch as we throw fucking thousands of them at you yeah. at once. And it has it has this without going into the entire story of the game, but basically like the whole reason your little brother is ill is because he has this power which is given like once in a every ten generations or whatever it is. And he basically and it's why the rats have come and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. the the side effect of it is he controls the rats. Yeah. Like he can control the rats. But what Vitalis has been doing for the whole game is he's been taking the rats and modifying them so that like they they, they aren't um modifying the they rats. aren't susceptible to like light. They they are fine with light now. Ah okay. And they're they're also they're white rats as opposed to like the dark rats right. that you've got. So it just ends up with this bizarre fight in a church, in a cathedral, sorry, where it's like he's on one side with all of his white rats and you're on the other side with all the dark rats and you're literally like... You throw rats at each Kind other. of. Like he he creates these pillars of rats and then drops them on you for a oh, while. Okay. So it's like traditional boss fight shit. But then like you have to get to the point where you're like, you wear them out so much that you then shout to Hugo, who's your little brother, and go, like, go game now. It just creates this cyclone of rats that oh, goes, God. like, right down the middle and fucking explodes on is them. This not like, is there not a cutscene of, like, that the Vitalis guy, like, assembling rats around himself? Yeah, and, so like, he, yeah. he wraps rats around himself and then drops a pillar right, of rats okay. on you. It's dumb. That's But, like, dumb. it was a really good... There's a couple of moments near the end of that game where they really, like they really show off what they can do with that rat tech. Yeah. Of like, it's not just like clouds of them that move in light. Like they can make cyclones. They and can, pillars. And... They can do things of like, they can make them like run in circle, like do like intricate patterns around right, okay. people as stuff's happening. They make big clouds of them. And yeah. all this. it's, it was just a really dumb moment of like, okay. And it was also like, as a boss fight, like I was super confused because there's, there's like three stages to the boss fight and your only weapon is a sling with a yeah. rock. So, the, the thing starts and you're directly in front of them there's this like clear kind of gap in front of you and there's like dark rats on either side right and I'd forgotten at this point that I could just fucking run through the rats because the whole entire game's been training you never to run through the rats yeah. so he, Vitalis kept creating these columns of rats and dropping them on you and you've got like three feet of space and I just kept dying over and over I just kept dropping like what the fuck am I supposed to do forgetting like oh you could just run through the rats and then you've got hundreds of space yeah where you can just like it was just really all that space to move around yeah it was great um, how do you want to do this Kingdom Hearts stuff? So yeah, the the last four hours is a joke. Like I was, okay. I, I was doing that. The because yeah. the last six hours of that game is like the conclusion. Well, it's also like all of the narrative. It's, of that it, game, it's also right? pretty much all the important yeah. narrative of that game, where it's like the light fighting the darkness and the Kyblade getting made and all that stuff. I'll not go through it again because you can listen to the spoiler cast for it. But 
it was it is this weird moment of them very quickly trying to resolve 14 years worth of story and almost getting it they like, almost almost it quite pulling it off and like donald becoming the most powerful magic user ever i get, I get reminded of that by somebody who was like all oh, right that's a thing that now happens canonically so in yeah that can, game. canonically if the final fantasy worlds and the kingdom hearts worlds both exist in tandem the most powerful magic user that has ever existed is Donald Duck, yeah, because he Zeta flared that one right. thing, and no one has ever cast Zeta flare before. It was ridiculous, but yeah. Um, the main thing in that thing is the the bit under it, which is the Keyblade Graveyard thing, which is specifically the moment after uh, Sora comes back from um, the Dead Realm that I can't remember the name of. Like after he dies, and he effectively time travels back, yeah, uh, and the um. Terra Xehanort summons the giant, like, huge, huge pillar of Heartless. Yeah. That is, like, constantly sending, like, stuff out and killing people and dealing with it and stuff. And it ends with Riku, like, holding back the wave against Sora. And then, originally what happens is Riku gets taken over and then Sora dies. And yeah. And do that whole thing. But what happens this time is Riku stops and then the whole world goes white. And then Ephemer from the mobile game. Uh-huh. Who's the yep. li- the kid with the white hair and yep. the scarf? Mm-hmm. Shows up in Sora's mind, right? And is like, it looks like you could use some help. And like, oh right, lets his hand out, and Sora grabs his hand. And at that moment, every Keyblade in the Keyblade graveyard animates, yeah, and goes around Sora and starts protecting him from the thing, yeah. And what it becomes is that last moment in Near Automata, where you're right. like firing the credits and like people's names are coming in. Except you are using the keyblades of all the people that use the mobile game. Right. And it has like their name and their whatever house they belong Not house. Yeah. yeah. The whatever. Yes. Is it house? They... No. Can't remember what the yeah. fuck it is. Ch- but anyway. Chapter? I can't remember. Um, yeah. Their name and their logo on it. And you're like throwing their keyblades at the Heartless. And you're like surfing on a giant keyblade. Right. And it becomes that moment of like it just becomes a shmup of you firing these keyblades at the Heartless with Ephemer's help and it's just this moment of like fuck they're actually using the mobile game for once and it's all these names yeah but also like none of that game makes sense unless you know the story of the mobile game right like not really but well the ending sure doesn't but yeah yeah it's just this moment of like yeah if you don't know what the fuck that is that moment means nothing exactly but it's really cool if you know what it is also say a thing i didn't write down on here because i don't think it qualified but like not like, the whole end sections of Death Stranding are so wild that... I mean... There's bits of it. But, like, so, like, the 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 final... F- well, not the final fight. The fight with Cliff... Not Cliff. Um, Higgs. Higgs. Yeah. With the, like, giant... The fist fight? No, not even that. Like, the the fight before that where he's the big giant Oh, BT that man. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that does the near thing as well of, like, when you're in that area and, like, other players are... Because it's the thing that yeah. they say in the... In the, th- in the and it was... So there's the thing where like people, other players will come up and like throw you rocket launchers and be like, "Here you go, help." Yeah. Um. But and then you die at that point and go into the shore. No seam. The seam. Yeah. The thing where the repatriate lives. Where you repatriate. And the time I went in there, there were other players, like bodies in the thing. Yeah. Which, I was like, oh, that's a cool thing to do in this final boss fight, is yeah. have all things who will be able to give you stuff, and then you repatriate, and then you go again. But the thing was, like, I never died in that game. Yeah. Like, 
ever. Yeah. So I got to the scene for the first time in the near end boss fight, and all these fucking tooltips started coming up of being like, there are other people you can find in the scene. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to finish this fucking yeah. game. Like, don't tell me this stuff now. Um. Yeah, and then I'd, the fist fight and just the fight, fist fight is really dumb. All of that is. stuff is just so dumb. It's not worth talking. The other, about. the other Kingdom Hearts thing that I can say is the um, uh, Woody's three-minute monologue. Right, I heard that a lot of people talk about this. Fucking spectacular because it's so stupid. It's like all about friendship. And... So yeah, the the whole point is that at the end of the Toy Story world, um, Buzz gets corrupted by the darkness. Right, and gets, as we always knew, as, as, as you do in a Kingdom Hearts game. And uh, gets taken away by young Xehanort um, into the darkness. Yep. And Sora goes in and fights Buzz. But then Sora gets like taken, I think it's by like big shadowy tentacles or something, I can't remember what it is. And it looks like it's all going to go bad and then the darkness starts getting repelled. And you look over and it's Woody who's come into the dark realm and every time he takes a step the darkness retreats. And he starts mouthing off about like how can't give in to darkness because you have all these friends that you need to and it is literally just the the kingdom hearts drinking game rule list of words to drink to <laughs> where it's just like he says heart darkness key light like all these things friends friends everything talks about friendship takes a step forward lights receding sora gets dropped by the tentacles and then gets to buzz and just like reaches out his hand and just goes Pfft. It's like a super long monologue for something so dumb. So, Donald Duck is a powerful magician and Woody is the... Um... Woody theoretically has one of the strongest hearts in the Kingdom Hearts right? universe. Yeah. Like, that's like proper princess of heart level power and it is... Somebody's poisoned the waterhole. Yeah, it's like, like... What? It's unbelievable that that was a thing that happened in that game. It was crazy. I mean, in the grand scheme of all of the things that happened in that game, like... No, yeah, well... That, yeah, also, in, like, in terms of the Disney world, that like, was the... The entire Disney canon they can pull from and Woody being a super important character. I know. It's just like, it's... they just want Tom Hanks to do a little bit more. It's not even Tom Hanks. It's his like, brother, It's his right? brother, yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Luke playing in Mortow. That This was this is real dumb. Like, it was just hysterical. Like It was just so funny that um, one, of the, one of the classes in that game, the engineer, has one of the options which is just a loot. Yeah. So and you can use it as, as a weapon. Like, you can turn around slot. and hit people with yeah. it. But if you play it, it becomes like you can play two notes and then you can, whatever direction your mouse is, plays a different Yeah, it like note. changes the octaves. Yeah, right? it changes the octave around. And when that game came out, it was a bunch of people just being like, blink, 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 yeah, as you would. And it was like, that's funny or whatever. But then people started writing scripts for loop playing in Mordhau. You can feed it MIDI files and it, yeah. and it knows which buttons and which direction to point where you just hit play and it starts playing fucking fire and flames yeah like... so there were people like doing dragon force they were doing doom levels they were doing fucking megalovania yeah. and so you were you were trying to play the game all the while this fucking loot guy was running behind you played e1m1 from doom it was the yeah. dumbest thing but it was so funny it's it was also great like, i the one a couple of games of Mortar i played um after that became a thing yeah and people were just playing i can't even remember what it was they were playing it may have been like some i can't remember something stupid it's something very fast anyway. Yeah. So this guy's just there and he like gets in front of him he's just fucking like noodling away yeah, in this loop. The, be the best thing about it is that the, the, the players, because they didn't need to click or do anything like that, they had the mouse control and were just like headbanging yeah, the yeah. entire time. Well, because because it's changing direction, like they're kind yeah, of they're just like going like this all the time. But this kid's in front of me just fucking noodling away at this guitar. So just runs out with a frying pan. Just, 
bonk yeah. <laughs> runs away every single time it always ended with his head getting cut off oh, it yeah. was amazing it was just so oh, funny it's it's such a dumb thing I really appreciate it and then inside the mine is this just the point where he like descends into his own brain yeah when he passes like... out in the, in the in the river and Pedro was like I'll save you and you go inside the the, the head yeah and it's all just like pink unicorns and like bouncing on yeah, rainbows that was, and that stuff that was like really that. weird I was just like what the fuck is going on this is ridiculous like yeah. And, you just, and, it, and it's really cool mechanically as well because you're on like zero G with bounce pads. You're like doing like eight, like ten eighty flips and stuff like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It I just thought it was so up. weird. It was very very dumb. Yeah. Um. Okay. After all of that, what what are we thinking? So it sounds like the tribunal is like the yeah, big part that, of that game. That was really good. That was a um, solid moment. Um. Ashtray Maze, I think, has to be in there. Ashtray Maze was spectacular. Yeah. Like, even though I knew kind of what was coming, it kind of... So I didn't, and I thought that was great. I knew the Ashtray Maze was important. That's what what I'm saying. Like, I had a rough idea of, like, oh, they're just going to fuck with you in this maze. Yeah. But, like, the way they pulled it off... Even, yeah, even to the degree they did it was impressive. Um... Like, the only credits of DMC5 are so outlandish... Like, I'm considering it. Like, it's just so stupid. I would be okay with it, because it is really fucking Real dumb. dumb. Like, um, and, like, I, the the footage that I've recorded um, has that entire sequence in it. So oh, you really? can just have that Great. if you want. Awesome. It's... Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. A Kite... Mm, the Untitled Goose Game Final Task potentially just because it was such a massive fuck you that i wasn't expecting it was yeah it was a, in a game about fucking with everybody it was definitely the game turn around and being like nah fuck you <laughs> also like this. also how that game ends where you get the you get the bell all the way back to your house and he just throws it on a pile of bells yeah like he's obviously been doing this for years yeah this is just what he does um yeah. which is really good um that's, yeah that's pretty good i quite like that Can't really think of anything else. Nothing really jumps out at me. Um, mm. I think it's one of those. I think it's one of those four, and we lose one of the top four there. Is it the final task of this game? I do. You really do. You want to keep the opening credits for DMC? It's. It's supremely stupid. It's really And dumb. it gets even better when you watch it in the special edition. Yeah, Okay, yeah, I actually want to keep that. That's, yeah. <laughs> Talk yourself into yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I might have to get rid of the Goose Game yeah. thing. So maybe the Tribunal, the Ashtray Maze, and the opening credits of DMC5. Yep. And then... I mean, the Tribunal sounds like a hell of a thing. I, I honestly think it might be the ashtray maze to be honest I think yeah. I, that's, that's the, where I was going the, tri- the tribunal's like a super like a really cool scene um, but that game has a lot of them totally and, but it's it, it's like the, the, the marquee moment of that is like it's the first time that like actual violence has been used right. which well makes it, kind of it's the first make, time that violence has been used against you but yeah but like which makes it all the more impactful when there's like yeah there's no, in a game with no yeah, combat exactly. is, yeah Okay, let's but yeah, the ashtray maze is such a a staggering thing of like design and yeah. execution that it's, it's... And it, again like 
shares kind of similarities to the only credits of DMC5 where like the music is so dumb oh yeah yeah, yeah. like to pair it with this just complete nonsense yeah, happening on screen I, I do really like it, it oh, so the best moment is the ashtray maze from Control yeah. with the tribunal from Disco Elysium and the opening credits from Devil May Cry 5 that sounds really yeah. dumb and I need to go watch that DMC5 yeah you should again it's great it's really good